Welcome to Mommy Ever After, the podcast. Here's your host, Rebecca Fox Star. Testing, testing, testing. Testing, testing, testing. All right, let's hear it. Welcome to the Fantasy Suites, or as Hannah said it, Fantasy Suites. Bowchick, wow, wow. Did she say that? Yes. Mm. It was very awkward. The episode last night put it, put, uh, okay, word association, three words to describe the episode last night. Wind meal. <laughs> Is that one word or two words? Two words. Wind uh, meal and uh luke okay when meal luke um i'm gonna say double uh i'm not doing really well at this double um evil and evil er double evil and evil no that's actually i i i, I take that back dr evil no i know i sound like that no okay let me do that again i have to say windmill 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 um sex because there was like a big commentary on sex having it or not having it so windmill sex not just windmill sex although there was windmill sex if windmill is one word then it's windmill sex luke Okay, no, windmill is windmill is one word, Ken. I know, but windmill. Okay, windmill, sex, and yours is Luke? Yes. Windmill, sex, and like dicks. Not like like like, like jerks. Sorry, that I think that makes it this explicit, but... Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. I don't think... Okay. So, last night, Fantasy Suites did not go as planned. We were given so many treats... We feasted our eyes. We cringed. Oof. Oh, we're missing the biggest word of all. What? Darling. Oh, yes. That was this darling. is darling. This is darling. But it, how many times do we say during this dinner with Luke, this, this is, is not, not darling. darling. This is not darling. All can right. I just say one thing? Yeah. Uh, so fantasy sweets. The windmill was like obviously a pivotal sweet. But that is like my nightmare suite. Like, the windmill you... suite? I would say the boat suite was my nightmare suite. Oh, yeah, that was just, that's not even a, that doesn't count as a suite. That's a boat. You can't say a boat is a suite. It's a boat. I, and it wasn't even I like, don't it wasn't think like they a, slept in the boat. It wasn't like a luxury We're getting luxury ahead of ourselves yacht. right now. Like, I know you don't like when I recap things, so I'm not going to recap things, but I'm just going to bring out the main points. We can do it in order. We don't have to do it in order, but like a lot of huge reveals. We can. T- I see what you're looking at. No. I was not. <laughs> All right. We were... Becca we, is implying that... We're I... waiting for visiting day for our kids, and um, I just saw him, like, basically being, like, Jed-like looking down the street, but he really wasn't. He was looking for cars. I know him. Um, all right. D- there were some major, major um, revelations, things that we've been looking for, things that have been teased the whole season, and I think... There's a lot left that we still have no idea. And I think it's because, to your point, your earlier point, I don't think they know. Who doesn't know? 
like the producers. I don't think they know. It's like I don't think they've fully edited this. No, they're. I think they're editing now. on the fly. I think I they're. Do, I think they're voiceovering stuff as as it you goes. You said that. You said that last night during one. I, there was a scene where they were building up uh, Peter the pilot, or where she was building up Peter the pilot. Yes, she was speaking. And like you a said, voiceover. "Oh, next Bachelor," and I said, "You know what? That voiceover was probably laid down like last week to get somebody like you." And like all the people who love Pete, to say exactly that, I think they're they may be building him up to be the next uh, bachelor. I mean, in my opinion, he's building himself up to be the next bachelor. But um, okay, so speaking of Pete, first fantasy sweet date, Pete and Hannah have had this great physical connection this entire season. And again, as as of now, because I have not yet listened to other podcasts, I don't know if the fantasy suites were shown in order that they actually happened. I was trying to figure this out out loud to Kenny last night because of the way that she handled things and the way she said things. But um, let's just say that they were filmed in the order in which they happened. So Peter, Tyler, Jed, and then Luke. Peter is the windmill sex guy. Peter and Hannah had sex in the windmill. And guess what? They did it again. So that whole and God thing, still and Jesus loves still loves her. And Jesus, yeah. And honestly, I agree. I thought that this. You agree that Jesus still loves her? Of course. It also, I think Peter was the dark horse when it came to. If you had to rank who you thought the windmill sex was, I think people mostly thought it was Jed. Then the next one was like Tyler because it was like very romance novel cover, like Tyler. I. You know what? I hear what you're saying, but my thoughts on it are this: like Luke. Beyond his, if you took out like his crazy, um, misogynistic, you know, religious, um, so you know, like entire controlling, yeah, like if you took all that out, he is like a good match for. Oh, we were saying this for, last yeah, night. Exactly, you were saying this. So he's a good match for, but he isn't because he's Luke. So you. Well, take, I actually still don't necessarily think that he's a bad match no, for no, Hannah. It, He's just a bad match as a, as a person, yes. but... But so you remove him from the scenario, right? And... A Pete is, like, on paper, by far the most desirable of all of them. Job. Responsible. Good family. Nice guy. Handsome. You know, uh, caring... Uh, emotional, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. Basically everything you just said, by the way, you could say about Tyler too. Tyler is more for, in my mind, Hannah looks at Tyler as like, you know, a slab of beef that's like a she good may slab, look at like him a nice like that. piece of prime rib beef. She, I think he probably is objectified a lot, but I don't think that's necessarily fair because I think that he. I'm not saying that he isn't. I'm just saying in her. I'm talking from her mind. So let's let's just put Jed on paper. Oh, Jed is. I don't. So hold on, but let me get back to that. Okay. So if and if you, and then there's Jed, and I don't, like Jed's a a wild card, but the wild card for Jed, the only thing he has going for him. He plays the guitar. And I'm telling you, I am telling you, for somebody, like I remember when I was in college, you know, the guys who played the guitars, it was like they were the Pied Piper of women. And I think that's what he has going for him, for her. slightly like a misogynistic thing to say, or like a not super feminist thing for you to say. Um, Pied Piper of maybe people? What about, uh, let me ask you a question. So you do not think it goes the other way, though? Like, me sitting out playing guitar 
not going to attract people the same way a man would if you were sitting out and playing guitar? I don't know what it is about men playing guitar that, at least when you're younger, seems to attract the opposite sex or well, the same sex. The idea that would... someone's going to write a love song about you. So for me, the thing that I know as a musician is that for many people who hear me sing or who make music with me or who I you know perform with or for they think that my mu- my ability to make music or in making music I'm expressing vulnerability and emotion and I think that that is a generally attractive quality for many humans not that I'm attractive but I think that it could go either way but especially for men who are considered less vulnerable which is a untrue unfair stereotype but I think it is the way it is so like the the fact that women are seeing men who seem emotional when men are stereotypically considered not as emotional I know that there's a power in expressing emotion as a woman but I think even for a man it gets them like even more attention or affection what do you think Uh, no I agree with that that I mean that's my point is that it that like there's the creativity, there's the emotion, there's the serenade factor, there's the there's serenade factor. There's mm. all this this stuff about playing a guitar, and it it's a guitar. It has to be a guitar. It can't be the drums. It can't be a trumpet. Can't be what maybe a piano. I mean, a piano maybe, but it's not like you can't just have a piano laying out. The thing about guitars, you can sit outside your dorm room or like a, you know strum on. You have the a very limited view of this because I would pick a drummer. In terms of just pure attractiveness, drummer over a guitar player any day, all day, any day, clearly it's not as practical. Like, I'm not talking exactly. about somebody in a, um, like, a playing a bongo in a park necessarily. Uh, this is like, this actually sounds extremely stereotypical. And as a parent, as parents of a boy and a girl, our children are equally vulnerable, equally sensitive, equally emotional. They just express it in different ways. Yeah. So I think that. It's an unfair stereotype, but I think what you're saying is like, okay, so Jed has the guitar going for him. That's it. That has to be the only... There's nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else. He's a... He can't express himself. He's a non... uh, He's not a musician in the, like, sense that he's, like, putting out... He's not a successful musician. I call myself a musician because I play music, but... So, like, he's not, like, a, a successful professional musician. He is his family doesn't like her and his family might not like him either i mean maybe the chippendale dancing is something i don't know like and and he's he's also like a jerk i think he's inarticulate and i think that like he's a jerk for example i actually do give him credit because i could see myself being in a position like jed where i say look if you can be still attracted to this person who's such a jerk how could you even like me i could see myself saying something like that knowing what trust means to me and knowing all of this but he as he's lying to her we have the you know the dramatic irony going on where we know the truth of the situation or at least some of this alleged truth and also ken um he came off as being extremely insensitive, controlling, and not surprisingly, like all about himself. I go back to calling him a jerk. Yes. Okay. So, you know, I think that what the things that have been working for us is when we talk about the things that are bothering us. So do you want to just go back and forth things that are bothering us? What isn't bothering me? Okay. Well, so does that mean you want me to start? Perfect. All right.
bothering me big time. Pete is the windmill guy. That's not bothering me. Pete deserves to be the windmill guy. He must have been so happy. Can you imagine the shit-eating grin on his face all these past couple of weeks when they were speculating about who the windmill guy was and it's Pete Windmill? Okay, this is what bothers me. He geared up with his parents and then the weeks following, whatever, to say I love you. And unlike her response to Jed and unlike her response to Luke, she said nothing. She just kissed him. It just made me so uncomfortable when they're like on the boat making out inappropriately. I I mean, like, I get it in the sense that it's like, if she says, I love you back, I mean, I guess she can love three guys at the same time, but, you know, maybe she's trying to reserve her love. Okay, so you might not know this, but, like, the precedent, you, the old-time bachelor, bachelor bachelorette precedent was, like, the lead couldn't really say how they felt. Didn't really say how they felt, like, way back. Which makes sense. Make, which makes total sense. The person would say, I love you. And, like, I remember it being a huge deal the first time a lead said, like, I love you, too, or I'm falling in love with you, too. However, I think that's changed. And Hannah has already said, I'm falling in love with you, too. So let's do a little role-playing here. Mm-hmm. You be Pete. For the first time he said, I love you. Like, Well, I would need, like, ten minutes to Well, Okay, well, that's – I was going to get there. That's another thing bothering me. Pete, I love you. You are a dreamboat to me. Real gem. But you, you a are – You are – oh, he is darling. He is everything darling. I fancy him. But he – took the longest time to say I love you and it was like literally it reminded me of like your most awkward times when we first started dating and you like were coming into yourself and which was like my it's it was like a hot it was a second time? no 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 no. like when we went to the engagement ring store Ooh, I can't even bring that yeah, up that's not it's just that. like it's just it was so hard to it was so hard to watch him and wait for him to say I love you but then okay now be Pete just like just say I'm gonna be Hannah you be Pete let's just role play for a sec Hannah, I love you. I'd like you to be my co-pilot for life. Just say I love you. I love you. I'm really feeling so strongly for you, too. And I'm falling in love with you. Or, say it again. I love you. That means the world to me because I'm feeling the same way. Say it again. I love you. Kiss him. Don't just kiss him. Something. Give him something. Not nothing. We know that she's capable of it. That's the whole thing. Should I keep saying I love you? No, I mean, you can, but like not in this. Like in the role playing. So it bothered me. Um, all right. So the, uh, the Peter date like was great in so many respects and that it was a windmill. But I had something that bothered you. What? The actual sights of, of the fantasy suites. Well, the, the windmill was like... A nightmare of a fantasy suite, or just a suite in general. Like that it was is a not, nightmare. Whatever the opposite of a night fantasy my is. My idea of a suite, when I think of a suite, is like this old, ancient, decrepit, fake windmill with like. Uh, I, I did it have a toilet in it? I don't know. Like it had a futon and. Condoms, Not sure if it had electricity. Like it was just 
awful. And then the like – Are you being snobbish or is it like just skeevy? No, like it was skeevy. Like, like compared get, to the other – like the um, – You get lead poisoning basically by like breathing in the paint fumes there? Paint? I thought it was just like rock. I know. Me too. Like and terracotta. Then, yeah, and then the, like the boat. I feel like, like Bo could build a better Minecraft fantasy suite. Uh, honestly. And then like the boat was like the boat in Jaws. Like <gasps> like it was just like this – like a like an old – like it would have been a nice yacht in like 1990. Like it just wait, wait, wait. I'm not even being pretentious about the boat in any way because I have nothing to compare it to. But like no, but it's just like like compared to the other two suites that are the the one other suite we saw, like the Jed suite. Like the Jed suite was nice with that and like crazy oh, Jed huge barn door by door. Bar got the nicest. That suite. was the biggest door I've ever seen. That it, door just kept going. The door to match the size of his ego and yeah. his head. Um. But the fantasy, the boat thing, Oof. wasn't there a show Fantasy Island or something? Yeah. This was like literally Nightmare Island for me. Watching them the rock either. back and forth. It was not. Watching them rock back and forth and not like the fun if the boat is rocking. Don't yeah. come and Is that what the thing is? No. The, the, if the boat is rocking, don't come and knock in. But a house doesn't rock. What's the expression? I don't know. If the boat is a rocking. I don't know. Whatever it is. Here. Okay, but it, they were like swaying back and forth, and I don't think <laughs> they slept there. Um, I think Crosby's having more fun with the pillow than they is, do. Yeah, than Tyler. a better time than Tyler had. Tyler had. I do really respect how Tyler handled Hannah's "I don't want to have sex with you" yeah. situation. I thought he was a pure gentleman. It definitely would have taken the wind out of his sails, no pun intended. But I like the fact that she also corroborated it by saying later in the night they'd be making out, and then he'd stop and just hold her and say, "I really like you. I really care about you." And he put the brakes on because you know, like you can have all good intentions in the world, but then when you're in a situation, the heat of the moment can take over. It's incredible that you have Pete and Tyler who. You know, Great as guys. portrayed, and I mean, we don't have anything else to say differently. Seem like really nice guys. Like, genuine, if your children brought them home, if Bell or Bo brought one of them home, like, I probably as would feel, I know them as they are portrayed on television. I feel better whatever. about Pete. That's about Pete. I would, I would just be skeptical very, of Tyler just because he's just so like attractive in that traditional way. But anyway, go. but uh, no, I just think that like it's 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 so interesting that you have these two guys who are seem to be very genuinely nice and good and like nice families nice you know they're both handsome like uh you know all that there's all these like pluses to them and then you have jed and luke which is just like okay so jed was horrible let's talk about something else that's bothering me all right luke Luke, sorry, my, my, I thought that the phone, my phone is like conking out. Luke, when he showed up for the date in Santorini, I'm skipping over Jed for a second, but I was very angry that he got the best date. But honestly, and I said this to you at the time, I think had they not had the big blow up that they had, Luke would have not only won, but I think that they, like if you take off his layer of like psycho, yeah, we, and I don't we use that. About this. Like oh, we that, about this, yeah, like on this. Yeah, I, I don't say psycho as like I, I use that as a figure of speech, and obviously as a mental health advocate, like I know that psychopath is an actual diagnosable condition. There is, I think, he does have some kind of issue. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't even know how to begin. But the way that he speaks 
is like very childlike, not immature, but like the childlike. Way he, like carries himself in general is like a child. He was walking around Crete like it was like this fantasy land that like he'd like. When I picture his face, it makes me scared. I think honestly that he's gonna like put his finger in a socket or because <laughs> no like he just it's just so creepy to me and like um to Bo our five-year-old could logic have could have used logic better than Luke did in that train wreck of a dinner with Hannah yes. because he backpedaled that was an insult to train wrecks what you just said <laughs> he backpedaled in a way that was can it was I'm going to backpedal. No, 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 Hannah, this isn't what I mean. What I mean is I'm going to double down on what I just said. No, but, even but this worse is what I mean. Like, I'm going to triple you down. Owe me the, you owe me the right to, like, whatever, like, explain myself. And, like, I, that, at least she stood up for herself. And like, I don't owe you anything. Like, well, good. Well, but I think that, and you haven't watched the whole season, but I think this was a great form of poetic justice since we already talked about the dramatic irony and talking about this, the... Um, amazing canon of ba- the Bachelor, a Bachelorette franchise. He, the entire season, interrupted people on their dates, on their one-on-one dates, and would co- or like their one-on-one moments. Would walk in, would walk in on them. It would be awful. And this was like finally, finally, finally. She wanted to speak. He kept trying to get in, which is, by the way, that's like a toxic sign of somebody who. Well, trying to shut another person up, especially like I think that when you see a man doing that to a woman, it also raises alarm bells. And I think that she just finally put him in his place. She it also bothers me, by the way, just to just to give this little uh, tidbit that you and I call that at the time when Luke walked up to the like romantic dinner set on the rainy night in Santorini or wherever they were, when Hannah's dressed in her beautiful outfit, leopard outfit, and he says, oh, this is darling. <laughs> this is darling. Who, say, who says that? Luke. You know what I'd call darling? What? A pair of hand-knit baby shoes. You wouldn't even call them I'd darling. Be like, oh, you never such, would ever darling. use that word in that way. I would use it if I was speaking to somebody who spoke that way as a way to like communicate with them effectively. But if I was like, oh my gosh, is your grandchildren, um, Pat Altrell, they're darling. Like, like, you know, Miss Pat, Miss Patricia from Southern Charm. But I wouldn't walk up to a romantic table and say, oh, this is darling. I really feel like he would be breaking into like, oh, isn't this so darling? It's my favorite part because you'll see. Where's that from? Beauty and the Beast. Like he's he like from watch that because it's like sinful or something. Because he's freaking Gaston. No. He is Gaston. In, it's an insult to Gaston. He is Gaston. He would, when he was a child, he ate four dozen eggs and then hopped on the table and then bossed people around. Except for in this way, he's speaking as the spiritual leader of his family and the world and channeling Jesus Christ through him, which I'm not saying as an offensive thing to Jesus Christ or to Christians. I'm saying it as Luke offended Jesus Christ and Christians with that. We're back. Sorry, you didn't know that we left and we really never do this where we leave in the middle, but I had a work call and it came up abruptly. And so we're back. Um, Kenny is taking pictures of himself. I don't know exactly what he's doing, but we finishing up, rounding out the whole thing, the big takeaways from the 
fantasy suites. Big takeaway, Ken. A big takeaway. Um, well, three most shocking things. Three most shocking most things shocking. of the three most obviously shocking things, or not obviously, three most sho- clearly Does shocking Tyler things. Tyler own a pair of pants that goes below his ankles. That's a shocking thing. That's a question. No, I'm asking. That's a question. Your shocking thing would then be if the fact did. that Tyler owns a pair of pants that go like. Okay, so Tyler wearing capri pants is shocking to no, you. I didn't find that shocking. Okay, you just wanted to bring it up. Okay, like so, do you want to say the most influential things or shock? I think shocking. Shocking. Okay, shocking <laughs> because this show is so shocking. Uh, um, that. A wind meal could be considered a sweet. Okay. Good um, one. That, um, that, let me think about this. That Jed dressed like he was in Nashville in Greece. Nashville? He dressed like he was in the Sahara as an army person. No, 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 no. That you're talking, yeah, the like, shirt that like an army operator would wear but no it's like and then um um really it was in the previous but jed's brown suit oh yeah that was i I got really fixated on that because like the luke stuff is loose like that does not shock me like that wasn't shocking her response wasn't shocking like well it would have been more shock we'd already seen it yes the windmill thing was was shot but when i first found out about the windmill thing it was before you even got involved in this season really and i was like oh no actually you had listened to a little bit but i was like Kenny, you have to hear this. And like, I played it back and had you watch it. So that's pretty shocking. I don't do that with most things. Only like 94% of things. Um, okay. My most shocking? Uh, Peter is the windmill guy. Just finding out that Peter know. was the windmill guy because he would have probably been my last thought besides like it's Luke. Um, Luke sitting at the table and refusing to leave when Hannah kept telling him to go out. You think that's shocking? It was like, well, shocking was just like, it was, I, I don't know if it was surprising as much as it was just like so bold, shocking in its bold audacity. I think pretty on point for him. No, it just was so, like Luca's entire demeanor, I think was like really shocking. Um, and I would say the the Tyler, like, I'm not going to have sex with you thing from Hannah and then resulting in like his really gracious reply and that at that point he's not like so you're probably not going to pick me because I think she's probably not going to pick him based just on that yeah and also maybe because he um without her consent started giving her a massage that actually was very creepy to me I told I said I think I think I said it at the time right yeah when I was like all of a sudden you have hands on like she didn't give not to be like so not to overbl- make this too overblown, but she like to have her his hands on her without her knowing, without like her giving consent or having any idea. Like, like that weirded me out. Like a couple for like a few months or longer, or like you know maybe yeah, like that would be okay. Like thing to do, I guess. Like a cute little like switcheroo. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Like I would actually probably be annoyed. I don't even like massages, but I would Literally? 
talk about the word fantasy being a nightmare. Your nightmare oh is getting a massage with me and having to actually massage me. Like, that's probably your nightmare. Yeah, that would, like, you would be happier with me paying to have somebody else massage you than having because me you. Okay, so Kenny is, like, the nicest person in the world. He is nicer than I am. He would do anything for me. He's, like exhausted at night and if I say I'm thirsty he's like let me go down and get you something to drink like so nice and so caring like how you said that like oh I want to get you something <laughs> grumbling he, he may be doing so it nice. oh he's so okay, nice against his will but he is the worst at giving massages not oh, like, like not because he's bad at it like in terms of inherent skill but because he has no desire and no stamina so he's like gives the most half baked massages ever and then he gets tired out after 37 seconds so you get a crappy massage for a short period of time. Like it's not even like you get some quality over quantity or something. It is just short and not I not good really at all. I really don't like massages as a like like all encompassing. Like for me, I don't like them because I'm ticklish <laughs> and like it's just I can't stand it. And you don't like it for me. I don't like giving them because I get tired and it's like I feel like. It's like, so I'm just, awkward. Like, overworking, like my. I hands, can't like, enjoy like my I'm massages. Carpal syndrome. Like, I cannot enjoy my massages from you because thing, every twenty seconds I have to say, "Are you too tired?" Thing about massages, buying you a massage. Hold that's on, the most but, pleasurable yeah, thing. It isn't even pleasurable because think about how many weird massage incidents I've oh, had. We've had to like have like so many crazy things. But hold on, Ken. When I get a massage from you, I, it makes me more stressed out than before I had the massage because every 25 seconds I have to be like, are your hands tired? Well, like I feel guilty. That's your own guilt. But you're, it's just so weird. Like honestly, when doctors give me back like exams or when – like I was thinking about the neurologist on Friday and they say like, is this where your back hurts? I'm grateful because that's more of a, like a satisfying touch than your massages, honestly. Well, all right. Well, I guess that that's also a shocking thing. I think next week's going to be crazy. I don't really understand the order of the next episodes. If it's going to be the men tell all, which will be crazy. But I guess I don't. I guess next week they're going to have to do a rose ceremony. And also, is it the finale? Wait, and is it no, men tell all rose ceremony? Then men tell all because Luke has to be officially home. I guess and then be we'll on mental. Like, I don't know how it works, but they'll probably do like a like at least a quarter of the episode of the rose ceremony and then they'll go into the mental. 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 What okay, so give me the um the order of elimination and your prediction. Well, well, Who's eliminated only one next? One person going home? I mean, Luke is gone, so only one person's going, right? In the, in the next ceremony. Then there's a fine. Order of eliminations from here on out. It's going to be Tyler and then Pete. Like Pete's final two? Yeah. Jed is chosen. I'd be really surprised if it was Pete at the end. Like that would be... A shock. That would be yeah, shocking. I'm telling you. Like they, because is that the way, worth the word shocking? That would be shocking. I would be very surprised because... The way the they way, promoted yeah, the whole Jed thing? Like the way everything is working. By the way, the- it would be so freaking brilliant of ABC if this whole thing was like, if the plan was like this, we're going to make them think that it's Jed, but we're going to do it so inconspicuously and leak these little things. Well, no, that, they, wait, wait. What, they can't control the girlfriend coming forward. 
What, you think they manufactured that? If that got out, that would ruin the show. No, no. And that would get out. No. They, the angle of the show completely shifted when the that girlfriend is, thing came out. So you're saying that they've been... They've been playing... Manipulating... Like, manipulating things to make it seem like Jed would win. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're leaving enough breadcrumbs basically for us and being like, we're going to make it so obvious to the audience that Jed's going to be picked, but we're going we're gonna to pretend that we don't know that you know that Jed's being picked. So we're going to play dumb like and also act like I just say we don't know thing? that Jed's the, the favorite. That would be genius. That would be genius, but it's not like they have like... Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, and um, like Shane Black writing the script for this. Like it's ABC producers. Like they're give them some credit, Kenny. They've been at it for so long. It's like twenty two bachelors and fifteen bachelorettes. They have a formula. They stick to the formula. They're not going to do something like crazy. No, they they like to do things that are that are. Counter formula like this jump, would be like fence jump last time. Th- they are not. That like, would be such an amazing conspiracy theory. They are not theory, like a though. group of like CIA like counter like intelligence operatives who are like, let's do. You know, well, play, let me like, just say like, like neither like, am I, and I just came up with that plan, and I could figure out a way to implement it if I had the proper you know people. I understand, but that's because we're like us and anybody else who's following this stuff is like. Basically, like, we're all being, like... We're being manipulated. No, we're not being manipulated. We are manipulating ourselves into trying to think of, like... Because the simple thing is, Jed wins, and she messed up, and now she's not with anybody. Mm. And, like, that's just probably what happens, because that's just the simple explanation... I know what you're saying. We are so used to trying to figure out what the conspiracy like thing is, yeah, like, what the well, red just, herring. Yeah, like, like, let's make this more complicated than it needs to be. Like, basically, when you if you go from season one of twenty four to like season five of twenty four, so when season one of twenty four, every time that somebody's a double agent or like a betrayer is so novel, and it's like by today's standards would be like the most simple twists. Like every little twist was so major at the time though. And so epic because it was new. But then by the time when they tried to bring it back, but then the time, by the time that it was like season six, like the amount of intricacy with the twists and turns were so, it was so immense. It was like impossible to even follow. But if you look at the amount of like twists and the, the craziness from season one, it just seemed so novel at the time. So you're saying we are trained as people to look for the twist and to expect, like, what are they going to do to make this exciting for us? But really, like, it's just all this hype to eventually find out. I will say, though, uh, is that what you're saying? Yeah, and, like, we... Look, there was nothing... Did did anything happen during the Luke situation at the end of the episode that was far outside of what you expected to happen? I mean, a little bit, but... A little, like outside, or like it was like a little, like a little bit more than you expected. Yeah, like I guess kind so. Of, like exactly. expected, like from Luke or from the oh, like from the, the previous. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Exactly. No, so no, no, no. like, <laughs> they. I think is that how you thought Luke was going to end on the like, show? Don't you, wouldn't you think that like they were showing this stuff about the windmill and the like him? Like it was obvious that he was going home. You just didn't know, and like it was pretty clear that he probably said something along the lines of what he actually said. Wait. Wait, sorry, go ahead. But I and just then, something. But like, it was exactly what we expected it to be, but we just watched it. True. However, 
I just thought about something. They said the thing about the windmill, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the, they teased that two episodes ago at the very end. Then the internet went crazy, who's the windmill guy? Uh-huh. And they had posted in the scenes from the next episode a picture where Jed is talking and there's a windmill in the background. So the internet went crazy and there was a frenzy because everybody's like, Jed is the windmill guy. Jed stays around. We know he's around. So ABC clearly edited that on purpose because you have an episode where you're teasing this crazy windmill thing. They knew it was going to be a mic drop moment. And then they edit it because there was no actual windmill as far as I saw in Jed's thing. They tried to make us think that Jed was the windmill guy. Are you sure that there was not a scene with him with a windmill? Even if there was out of all the what bazillion... What did he say in that scene? It's a scene, it's a preview from the next. Like, they could have picked him saying anything, and they're gonna put something of a windmill after she just says a windmill. It's not like she said, we were. easy, like, that's like, okay, we had, like, is he Jed in front of a windmill? It's not like she said, we had sex, you know, in the grass, and they show Jed on a piece of grass, and they're like, oh, I wonder if that's the grass that she had sex on. It's a windmill. It's a very just, like. Apparently, Greece or Crete was known for windmills. Which I'm pretty sure is, like, and they tried inaccurate. to make. I mean, look, they just came from Amsterdam, and or, or like um, Belgium. No, Amsterdam. Was it Amsterdam? Are you sure it was Amsterdam? I don't think it was Amsterdam. What's Netherlands. 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 So they just came from the Netherlands, where you know like, that there's like windmills Amsterdam. are like. No, but I think they were in Amsterdam actually. I really do, but I know that they are a like a thing there. Like you picture that in the uh, Netherlands. Yeah, and like Holland and Holland, like. Well, yeah. Amsterdam's. I mean... Amsterdam's. <laughs> Windmills. Amster- Amsterdam's. Are you going to rely on your own um, geography? Hold on. Hold on. I'm relying on It's a Small World ride. <laughs> That's your idea of uh, geography. They have the people with the wooden shoes and the Amsterdam's and the windmills. I guess that's true. I know. It's a small world after all. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. That ABC put that little breadcrumb. What is an Easter egg? An Easter egg is... Uh, is it so, like finding out that Peter was in no, the windmill? No, 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 that's not an Easter egg. An Easter egg is like a like a, a thing that... It's usually in video games or movies, but it's usually video games that developers of video games put into the video game that you can find, but they don't like make it explicitly clear that it's in there. It's usually like... Secret, like... Rockstar does Grand Theft Auto and no, Red no, Dead I know Redemption. These, like, there's all these... Like, like how I got you to find Bigfoot in exactly, Red Dead Redemption. That's like an Easter egg. No, no, but like, what's it in a TV show? People use that expression in ter- talking about TV shows. I've never heard it related to a TV well, show that's personally. why I was bringing it up in this context. But um, I think that a genius ending, and it, and, every, and it would all fit still, is... Tyler gets eliminated. I agree with that. It's Luke and Pete. I'm sorry. It's uh, Jed and Pete. Pete wins, right? Hold on. Listen. Hannah still would be like disgusted with Jed at this point, having done all. Wait, don't eat my cookie. Having done, sorry, having done all that he's done to her. Like, no, no matter if he's the winner or the second place or like the bazillionth place, she's still going to be disgusted by him anyway. So all this like, you know, vitriol that you we sense towards him from Hannah would be explained anyway. And that would make sense, right? Yeah. But I think that the real thing is but that, that would be picked Jed. 
what with everything leading up to it, with the family being so bad with her and all of this, like they set it up for Jed being a disaster. And I think they set up Pete's, they made Pete have such a good edit, Ken. Why would they make Pete have such a good edit and Jed have such a bad edit? I don't know. I'm not going to dive too deep into this. Like I'm re- way in my, um, in my I'm way in the Amsterdams right now. Yeah. All right. So next week, we'll see. We'll obviously talk about that. If anything is bothering us, three things or many things between then, we'll obviously make a podcast. Yep. All and continue right. to chat about it. Yeah. All right. Cheers, yeah. darlings. Bye.